The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'd like to start with this poem by an Australian poet and cartoonist, uh, Michael Lunig. Lunig? Lunig? I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. And the, the poem goes like this. There are only two feelings, love and fear. There are only two languages, love and fear. There are only two activities, love and fear. There are only two motives, two procedures, two frameworks, two results, love and fear, love and fear. So, of course, this is a gross generalization, but uh, I kind of like this um, this I- idea that so much can be kind of figured, oh, is this headed more towards love or is this headed more towards fear? But one thing that's really beautiful about this practice is that unlike most uh, binary opposites, where we talk about good or bad, right or wrong, success or failure, or something like this, that when we bring up uh, these uh, pairs, there's often like a grabbing for one of them and a rejecting of the other. But with love and fear, if we wanted to orient towards love, then it doesn't uh, require that we push away fear. It doesn't require that we shove fear or um, ignore it or anything like this. Instead, We just love the fear. So not negating it as much as loving it to death in some kind of way. And um, some of you know that in some of the the Buddhist teachings is this idea that loving kindness as a protection. And maybe this is one way is that we might think of a protection is that that love or loving kindness is a way to help us out of fear. So if we don't want to live in fear, maybe to cultivate and develop loving kindness. So what does this mean to you? Like love, fear. It means to acknowledge that it's there. It means to allow ourselves to say, yeah, this this is scary. This is frightening. Maybe it's something that's obvious that we kind of move or change a job or relationship status is changing or something like this. But there's also so many things that we have fear about that are not so tangible and obvious fear of standing up for ourselves, fear of really speaking our truth with kindness, but still our truth. Maybe there's a way in which we so often are holding back. So one way to love fear is to just acknowledge. Yeah, there's some hesitation here. There's some 
unwillingness. There's um, some kind of like a psychologist like to use this word arousal, like like the ner- the nervous system is is upregulated in some kind of way. Now, maybe we don't even know exactly how to describe it. But with our loving kindness practice, if we have a way in which we can tune into our hearts, if we can tune into the well-wishing, the goodness that we all have inside of us, sometimes it's maybe a little bit more accessible than other times. But this loving kindness practice, just making it more accessible so that then even when we are in fear, and I, I don't want to talk about fear when there's, you know, the tiger that's right there about to pounce on you. That's a whole different thing than what I'm talking about here. So imminent physical danger, the car is careening or something like that. That's something completely different. I'm talking about fear of, I don't know, sometimes we have fear that's maybe not even clearly articulated or clearly understood, but just this hesitation. And so with loving kindness practice, we kind of like increase our capacity that we can be with some of these nebulous, uncomfortable experiences. And sometimes, um, this was years ago, I, I used to like at the end of the day, I used to like do like this little tally. Okay, did I spend more of my day in love or more of it in fear? And again, recognizing these are giant buckets. And I'm, we, as a little aside, there's some people who really dislike putting things in giant buckets. They prefer to kind of like tease things apart. And there's some people who like to put things in giant buckets. I'm in one of those people. And if you're not, that's okay. Maybe this uh, practice isn't for you. But it can be helpful, though, just to think about, okay, how much was fear kind of running the show and how much was love running the show? This poem again. There are only two feelings, love and fear. There are only two languages, love and fear. There are only two activities, love and fear. There are only two motives, two procedures, two frameworks, two results, love and fear, love and fear. So to help us be with love, let's do some loving kindness practice. So we'll take a meditation posture if you haven't already. I'm just going to mute us just so we can with a guided meditation. Sometimes um, what doesn't seem noisy to you just because it happens near the microphone or something is noisy to us. So those of you who have your microphones on. Hmm. Feeling into this moment. To sit and know you're sitting.
bringing attention to the sensations in the body. Sometimes it's easiest to start with the most obvious. For example, the pressure against the body, where the body is resting on the chair, cushion, bench. Noticing any areas that have some tightness or tension. And as best we can, bringing some softness, some warmth to those areas, some caring awareness. Maybe there'll be a little lessening of the tension. Maybe not, too. No guarantees. And then to rest the awareness on the sensations of breathing. Feeling the expansion and contraction with the breath. What does it feel like to breathe? What are the sensations associated with breathing?
And when the mind wanders, as it's apt to do, just very simply, gently begin again without making it a problem, not something we have to fix. We don't have to chastise ourselves or make a story about it. We just begin again. And then to begin our loving-kindness practice, bringing to mind a lovable being, someone for whom it's easy, uncomplicated, to have warm-hearted feelings towards Connecting with this lovable being. to help support our connection and our cultivating loving kindness, we can say these phrases. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. orienting towards love, 
orienting towards kindness, openness, and warmth. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And to extend our loving kindness to a dear one, a good friend, a family member. Sometimes our friends, we love them dearly, and yet, you know, there's maybe not as smooth as some of for the lovable being. Maybe there's tiny little hiccups, just perfectly fine. I mean, a friend or family member to mind. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease.
May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And to expand our loving kindness to ourselves. In my view, it's important to always include ourselves. Sometimes we exclude ourselves and care. So bringing to mind either a felt sense of what it's like to be here this moment or visualizing yourself. Some people like to visualize when they were children, some as they are now, whichever feels the most comfortable and accessible. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease.
May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. What is it like to orient ourselves towards love, towards kindness? Maybe not in any grand way. Just go in that particular direction. And then to extend our loving kindness to a neutral person, somebody we don't know, we don't have a relationship with. Somebody on this Zoom call, somebody you see in the neighborhood on occasion. Bring this person to mind. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease.
Sometimes it takes a little bit more effort, the neutral person. Because we're not emotionally entangled with them in any way. We can slip out of the mind. Just begin again. Then we'll end this meditation with some equanimity practice. Bringing to mind somebody that you care about and is a little bit irksome sometimes. We probably all have somebody like this in our life. And for equanimity practice, we'll use a different phrase. So bringing the little bit irksome person to mind. I care about you and I cannot make your choices for you. I care about you and I cannot make your choices for you. I care about you And I cannot make your choices for you.
It's possible that I didn't share the audio very well, or not at all. Maybe you didn't hear the bell. Maybe you saw my my, uh, computer instead. So, ding. (laughs) A little technical error on my part. Yeah. Love and fear. There are only two feelings, love and fear, two languages, love and fear, two activities, love and fear, two motives, two procedures, two frameworks, two results. Love and fear, love and fear. Maybe you think, oh, this is a great idea. And maybe you think like, I don't know, this just seems like awful and I don't quite get it. I've um, heard it explained that... um, There's two types of people in the world, the lumpers and the splitters, you know, so those people who like to kind of like put things together into big categories and uh, those who like to kind of tease apart all the differences and really look at the exceptions and really highlight those and never the twain shall they meet these uh, two. And um, I've, uh, I've co-taught with uh, some people that are, um, splitters and some that are lumpers and I and I can't help myself I'm a really hardcore lumper I, I like to kind of look at the commonalities and how things are the same and some people do like to look how they're different and I'm just saying this because clearly this poet is a lumper love and fear everything's in one lump together with one or the other if you were a lumper what do you think of this idea of contrasting fear with uh, love, setting these up as two possibilities, two orientations, two ways of being in the world? So I'd like to put you into some breakout rooms where you can talk about this with each other and maybe explore this uh, this idea of love and fear. Put you into groups of three or four and be in for about uh, about um, 13 minutes or so. I'll go back here and do a little bit of balancing. Okay. So... As um, those of you who have been coming here often, you how many times have you heard me say this? But I'll just say it just so that everybody's on the same page. It's helpful not to say everything you know about this topic or every idea that you have. Just say one point and then let it go to the next person. They say one point. It goes to another next person. They say one point, and then it comes back around to you. And now you have heard other ideas, heard different expressions, and maybe there's uh, you have a new idea. So instead of informing others about what you know, create the conditions in which everybody can maybe like have some new ideas, some new understandings, some new thoughts about it. So if it's helpful, you can go in the order of the first digit of your house number. If you live on 100 Main Street, number one, you'll go first. Okay.
Here we go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Anybody have a comment or something they'd like to share? Yes, uh, Michael. Hi, it's Michael. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. I um, found my happiness seeds were very much watered. Very, very sweet. Yeah, so thank you for your teachings and thank you, Sangha, and especially small groupies. (laughs) Small groupies. That's a nice way of saying it. Thank you, Michael. Yes, yes. I'm happy to hear that. Anybody else have a comment, something they'd like to add or say? Yes, Charles Lee. Thanks. Uh, just had a kind of insight. It's, uh, it just reminded me of the, uh, you know, kind of the love, fear, I guess, I guess, foe dichotomy. Uh, I remember the Buddha saying, I teach one thing and one thing only, suffering at its end. And I was like, well, that's two things. Um, <laughs> feel like this is kind of the same. Like, is it really two things or are love and fear really um, different manifestations of the same emotion? I didn't hear the last thing you said. You said, are they really the same emotion? And are they really... Oh, oh yeah. Are they are they really different things? Are they are they actually two different manifestations of the same the same underlying strong emotion? Yeah, this is such a great question. Thank you, Charles Lee, for asking it. And I think it's worthwhile to investigate for ourselves. How does it feel when I feel love? I feel tingly or spacious or giddy or and how do I feel when I feel fear and maybe, and just like to like, Oh, there's a tingly maybe feeling in the body also. Is that the same? Is it different? Or maybe sometimes they feel like the same. Maybe sometimes they feel really different. I appreciate very much what you're saying, Charles Lee. Kind of like, let's, uh, let's look at this. We have all these assumptions about what is love. We have all these assumptions about what is fear but um, let's uh, let's see for ourselves. Thank you, thank you, Charles. Jerry. Um, thank you, and um, so I don't have my glasses on, but uh, I was thinking, you know, this uh, this dichotomy of love and fear, to Charles Lee's point and others, that maybe it's a let's take COVID. Some people might say, oh, you know, you're not loving us because you're not coming over here because we're, you're, you're so fearful of getting infected or whatever. But you could actually be loving because you're fearful with good reason about getting Omicron, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever version. And uh, so you take precautions. So I don't, uh, out of love, that may have good foundations in fear. Uh, So 
you don't come over to someone's house because you don't want to infect them. You don't want to get yourself infected. So I kind of think in that instance, maybe that's kind of a false dichotomy of love and fear. In fact, you could be doing both and actually loving both people, yourself and the others, by taking good precautions with respect to becoming infected with a potential lethal virus. Yeah, yeah. So kind of looking at our motivations, maybe they're mixed. Maybe there's, uh, you know, it's love and fear. Maybe we don't need to make a distinction between them. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Jamie. Well, you know, I always love these small groups. And tonight I just felt like we each looked at um, the meditation and and just the the two buckets you gave us in different ways. But um, we seem to do really well at hearing each other. And I saw more ways of seeing the buckets after the conversation than I did on my own. So it was a a wonderful gift from my, from my groupies. Um, But something happened tonight that has never happened to me before. And it it leaves me with a very unresolved feeling. And that's that, um, you know, no names, but there was, there was someone in our group who didn't um, reveal themselves and didn't participate. And I feel like, in the year I've come, I, I've gotten something out of almost everyone in every one of the small groups. And there was a person who probably had a, a gift for me as something that I could benefit from that I didn't get. And so I'm a little sad about that. Mm-hmm. And I hope it doesn't happen next time. I mm-hmm. hope that, you know, I hope that person will share. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, just so I understand. So the, they didn't have the video on and you didn't hear a peep from them. Is that right? So yeah. it could have been somebody just left their computer and was taking the dog for a walk or something. Sure. Or they oh, could... sure. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I'm worried this is perilously clo- close to criticism. That's not my intent at all. You know, I just, I, I know I can gain from all of you because I have, I've been doing it for a year. It's been incredible. <laughs> and I just wanted to keep up. Great. So thank you to all of you for making me feel that way. Yeah, right. This is an amazing thing that we've created here, right? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But thank you, Jamie, for saying that. Yeah, and of course, I don't know who these people are when I put them into small groups, whether they're still present or not. So, and and I apologize if that's happened. I know sometimes Nikki, um, or she in the past, she has told me that she's made uh, some some announcement along the lines of if you're not planning on attending, just leave as opposed to uh, still being connected or still being there. Thank you for saying that, Jamie. Okay, so love and fear are life. Uh, if Charles Lee writes, if I didn't love anything, would I fear anything? Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to see how these two emotions, I'll use that word, really are the relationship between them. And it's worth a, it's worth an exploration, I think, for all of us, how they influence one another. Okay. So if you'd like to unmute, we can um, say goodbye in an unruly way, perhaps. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you. Thank you, Diane. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. It's nice to be with you all. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 B
Thanks, Neil. Take care. Bye. Good night. Good night.